Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the next episode, the April 15th Tax Day episode of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett, joined tonight by our heart, Chrissy. And hi. Hello. Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> and by um, Jerome Wetzel TV, Jimmy Daly, or Jane Daly. And uh, it's kind of a weird night. You know, it's like I was kind of tossing back and forth all evening, uh, all afternoon, as this story at the Boston Marathon happened, um, I kept tossing back and forth whether I should postpone the show or cancel the show or, you know, and then I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, we're going to come on the air. I did want to talk about the the coverage and, and all of that of the um, the bombings. Uh, for a few minutes, if you guys would not mind indulging me. Okay. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, then we'll get, you know, we'll get down to it, uh, to the subject at hand and uh, other things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was weird. I, I teach an after-school class at a synagogue and a uh, religious school. And mm-hmm. my kids, my and they're, they're fifth graders, right? These kids are 10, 11 years old. And uh, they came in and they all all they wanted to do was talk about this. And, of course, they all have super affluent area of the Chicago Mm -hmm. area. So, like, they almost all have iPhones. So um, they're, um, you know, they're all saying, oh, you know, this is the information and this is the information and this is is what happened and that's what happened. And I'm like, you know what, guys, we're we're only going to talk about this for a couple minutes because this is something you guys need to talk about with your families. Um, that's not what this class is about. Um, but, you know, you can't rely on what you get texted. And there's a lot of stuff going out on out there. And I, I talked to my sister earlier, and she was like, oh, yeah, you know, it was this Saudi Arabian guy that did it. And I'm like, what? How, how do you know? I yeah, mean, like, where no, did you get that from? <laughs> no. I mean, like, there's nothing. Well, but that's what it's, it's like the New York Post, which huh, that's not the most reliable of newspapers in the world. Right, right. You know, it's like, I don't, you know, it, it's like it could be domestic terrorism. At the point that it was at 4 o'clock this afternoon, it didn't, you know, could have been some sort of gas pipe bombing, you know, gas leak or something. You, nobody knows. Everybody jumps to conclusions. And, and te- you know, terrorism can mean anything. It can mean domestic terrorism. It could be insane, crazy guys. Um, it could be psychotics. It could be any number of things. Um, my daughter, who went to college in Boston, mm-hmm. did her undergrad. She's now in Seattle um, doing her yeah. graduate work. Um, but she spent four years at Boston, in Boston at Brandeis. And she was freaking out. I mean, she says, yeah. Mom, you know, I talked to her on the phone. She says, Mom, I just want to talk on the phone with you because I know so many people in Boston. And I, you know, I just, this is really freaking me out. And um, yeah. we actually, uh, last week, went to a fundraiser. And I don't know if you guys know who Peter Sagal is. NPR show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was the speaker. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's Chicago. He's like sort of a Chicago guy, and um, I think he lives in this area now. And he was actually running in the Boston Marathon, so it was like, <gasps> so oh I was thinking of Peter today, and uh, you know that. But yeah, I mean, it's like everybody jumps to a lot of conclusions, and I've learned that you just can't do that. 
Well, I think yeah. a lot of that's the, the coverage. I mean, like, we were from the NPR this afternoon, and they're even, like, bringing in some guy who, from our Columbus, where we live, that just happened to be in Boston. He wasn't anywhere near it. He didn't know anything, but they're bringing him on and talking to him because right. they have to fill constant airtime. Right. Well, that's the problem, is that what is breaking news? Mm-hmm. Right. What is breaking news? Um, if it's not, you know, and this is why I'm going to bring this back to, to uh, fiction TV, is why I think shows like Newsroom, the Newsroom, which is coming back July 14th, by the way, um, just announced by HBO, I think Friday, mm-hmm. that'll be coming back on July 14th. Um, why shows like that are so important? Uh, because they do point out certain things that are lax in TV news. I mean, what is breaking news? When I was growing right. up, and when you guys were probably breaking up, although you're both breaking up, I'm sorry. Growing right. up, you're not breaking up. I didn't even know you were you're dating. Both- oh. <laughs> we were dating? I didn't even know that. Don't tell my wife. you were dating? I bet you guys didn't know that. Um, you're not even in the same city. Um, I know, really. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, anyway. um, but what was I going to say? Um, but the reason shows like that are so important is because they point out. Oh, I was saying when when, you, when we were all growing up, and as I said, you guys are younger than I am, but still, when there was something that was breaking news, it was breaking news. You know, broken yeah. in the networks. It's now breaking news on MSNBC or breaking news on CNN. It's like. Oh, you know, somebody's dog got caught in a... I mean, of course, today's was much, much, much more dire and scarier and more tragic. We still don't know how many people have been injured. I suspect it's going to end up being more than 122 that are is being reported. Um, right. We don't know how many people have died. There have been children that have been badly injured. Many of oh. the injured are critically injured. There was shrapnel in the bombs, but we don't know anything. We just don't know. So I'm just going to kind of wait and see and watch and follow it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, you know, well, yeah, the thing is, is you just can't, you just can't, yeah, you have to wait till all the facts come in before everybody starts jumping to conclusions. But you were saying earlier, we were talking briefly earlier that, yeah, I mean, April is not a very good month for, uh, domestic, stuff anyway for us. Yeah, well, it's cool. tax day, by the way. Uh, happy yeah. tax day. My taxes yeah. are done. We actually got a very nice refund. I was very pleased. Oh, well, that's good. And my son my son did his taxes on his own for his fit for the first time. Aww. Oh. Welcome do, to the world. <laughs> no, I've usually done his taxes because he's usually only had like a summer job. And now this year he worked during the school year. And he said, Mom, when I come in for spring break, can I have my W-2s and stuff, and will you walk me through my taxes? And uh, so it was really nice. And he called me yesterday. He says, okay, Mom, I'm ready. What do I do? (laughs) Ah, So funny. So uh, we walked through his taxes, and um, um. There has been, um, I'm getting tweets, that's why I'm getting distracted. Teresa, you just distracted me. Um, <laughs> who I hope you're listening in. Um, and, um, but he, it was really, it was really sweet. And we got all the way through and then we ended and he called about like 1130 last night. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he said, well, I got home and I printed it out and it said I needed a 1099T. What's that? And I said, no, 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 no. That's for college. But we we pay that. Right. We pay that. We get to take that off on our taxes. Right, right. Not you. You did a 1040EZ. You don't have. You you made about four hundred dollars this year. <laughs> you know, you get all That's of that so back. Funny. And yes, don't worry. But 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 it says I need a 1099R, and I said, for what? <laughs> I have 1099 R's, but you don't have a 10. So it was really, it was cute. He's like, okay, well, I was freaking out. And, 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 and you know, and, and I don't know if the post office is open. I said, honey, it's Sunday night. Really? Right, right. Take it with you, put a stamp on the envelope, sign it, and put it in the mailbox at school. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. 
so but it was it was really sweet, and I it hope he's not listening because he will be so embarrassed. He is himself a radio impresario. He has created the most <laughs> cool radio station ever, an internet only radio station. Okay, guys, if you are listening, because it's going to be going live for the first oh, time, cool. he's been creating it. He's been doing it for a year and a half. Um, he did a Kickstarter. He did all kinds of stuff at school. Um, it is going live. It is called Pizza FM, P-I-Z-Z-A-F-M dot org. So everyone who's listening to this, he doesn't actually know that I'm promoing his radio show, radio station. It's like a whole streaming radio station. It is incredibly cool. It is the station for super indie alternative, alternative indie music, really indie, cool. indie, indie music, um, like punk and um, yeah. Just indie, ultra indie record store stuff, and um, sort of so, like come up here we have a big indie music yeah. community in Seattle. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, um, our, our he we had an internship last summer at Sub Pop. Oh, cool! Up in Seattle, and he and he wrote for the Stranger a little bit. Awesome. So, yeah. So yes, and he actually had applied for a job at KEXP, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if he gets it. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so. PizzaFM.org. It's a really cool thing, and uh, you should check it out. All right. So where to start? Oh, one more thing. Sorry, and I know this is like I've been like yammering on here, but I'm in a little I'm a little discombobulated. The novel is going on. Uh, Oh, it's been selected by the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers Online Workshop Critique Group. Um, It's like a big established group. Uh, The first 7,500 words have been picked as an editor's choice. Awesome. going to be reviewed extensively in their forthcoming newsletter, which is like, oh, my God, I just joined this group, too. And so that is so cool. I'm really Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's like they pick four submissions, one in sci-fi, one in fantasy, one in horror, and a short story. And um, so, yeah, this is like huge, huge honor. So um, they pick pick submissions that will, quote, unquote, seem to be have the most possibilities Mm -hmm. and um, and, or who have captured the editor's uh, uh, admiration. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm like freaking out. But so, yes. So that is so cool. I'm now one fourth of the way through the edit. So um, I'm doing a chapter a day at least. So anyway, so very cool. So I ranted this morning. the 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 title of today's show is hiatuses and other rants. So (laughs) I know Jerome, Jimmy, you've been ranting yourself a little bit too on Blog Critics, as have I. (laughs) All three of us write for Blog Critics. Mm-hmm. Um, among other things, and um, yeah, I did a rant this morning. I, you know, last night I don't know if either of you guys watched the Once Upon a Time, The Price of Magic special. I did. Okay. I it. Yeah, I I watched it, and yeah. I don't know if anyone in the chat room or listening in Radio Land uh, listened to it. But um, if you did, raise your hand or tweet me or something like that. Um, even if you're not in the chat room, people have been tweeting me while I've been doing the show, so um, I'm keeping my my tweet deck open. Um, so, la- watching it last night, and it was actually pretty well done. And it was what it basically did is it took everybody through a year and three quarters of Once Upon a Time. It looked yeah. at some of the some of the pivotal relationships. It looked at the narrative arcs, all of the major narrative arcs, and I'm saying major narrative arcs because it did not um, talk about Red, and it didn't talk about Rumbell, and it didn't talk about... Yeah, Dr. why didn't they talk about my Rumble? I was upset uh, about that. I know. You know, when I finished it, I said, oh my gosh, people who are fans of, of Rumbell are going to be really upset with this. And yeah, especially coming the week before that big episode. Yeah, I was I was yeah. kind of waiting and waiting, thinking, oh, they're going to do it at the end. They're going to do it at the end. And so my husband says, well, they sort of alluded to it at the end. And I said, well, right. They showed Mr. Gold standing over Bell's hospital bed, looking really right. sad, as only Robert Carlyle can look. Yes. <laughs> but um, and and it was like, yeah. Um, and then 
Um, oh, and they mentioned Cora and, and Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis said the S word when it yes. came to did you hear that? Yeah, that they what actually the heck you know that? they said, Well, you know, Cora and, and Rumpel were maybe sort of soulmates at one yeah, time. Yeah, I was like I'm like, Well he didn't just say yeah, that, did he? I don't I was so yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. And so I mean, I I can see I mean Rumpel is a character to me who as long as he's lived, and it's really funny because as I'm writing, as I'm re, as I'm editing my novel, I'm like noticing there are things about Rumpel, not things that I read into the character, nothing that's overt. Things that I read into that character, right? That I I write into every character. I mean, it's like for years I've written this character, so I know these char- kinds of characters. Um, but there. There's something about Rumpel that allows him, despite everything that he happens, does he has a heart, and he has a great capability and a capacity to love, and right. he can love multiple times. Someone who's lived as long as he has, and who has that much, has that much emotion inside of him, because he is, for for all as unemotional as Mr. Gold can be, um, mm-hmm. and I think can be because there we have seen him be incredibly emotional. Um, Rumpel is pure emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Right, with that. he acts on his emotions all the time, right. for better or for worse. So it would be inconceivable that he wouldn't have had loves through the years, especially after, uh, especially after Mila, who had you know, stomped on his yeah. heart, broken it, and threw, thrown it out a, you know, a hundred-story window and shot it full of bullet holes. I mean. You know, yeah. you know that's what Mila did to him. So, um, yeah. So, so I can understand him falling in love with Cora, and I can understand Cora falling in love with him. Right. And for him to feel that he's lovable now, when she broke his heart, that's when yeah. that's when he is no longer now. Nobody can love me. You know. Nobody, I no, I'm not capable of being loved, and that's where that started. It, it really destroyed him. So to say that they're soulmates kind of bugs me. That yeah. was really, I was like, okay, did he really say that? I yeah, mean, yeah, and, and Betsy, yeah, and Betsy, yeah, and Betsy is his soulmate. I'm sorry, but yeah, and Betsy is saying in the in the chat room, Cora only loved the dark one part of him. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing I don't get. Cora yeah. liked the dark one, right? But at right. his heart, the best part of him, the better part of him, his better nature is not the dark he, one. He is that loving father. Right, he makes exactly. Bad he makes bad choices. And, and, and I don't think that, I mean, definitely Cora wouldn't have fell in, fallen in love with that side of him. She would have been right think. there with Mila. Yeah, exactly. She would have been right there with Mila. So, but I want to get back to the hiatus thing, okay? We're going to talk about this this other stuff in the second half hour because I do want to talk about Lacey a little bit, and I want to talk about the I want to talk about this. But but that but, but this price of magic thing last night, which was basically this, okay, we're going to catch you guys up on the narrative of the show, and we're going to bring you up to speed because we haven't been on for a while, and you know everyone's probably right. forgotten what's going on in this. Com- very complex weave of a narrative. So it got me thinking. So shows like this, and and Jimmy, you and I have talked about this, I think, is Mm -hmm. that you have a show, you've got a TV season, you know, a regular primetime TV that is 30, I counted, by the way, this morning, 37 weeks long. Okay. And you have your average TV show on network TV runs 22 episodes, mm-hmm. maybe 24, but usually 22 episodes. Anymore. It was 26 only 10, 15 years ago. It was 28 in the 80s. Yeah. So, so it's been slowly decreasing for quite a while. It, it was 30 episodes in the 60s. I mean, you know, uh-huh. in the 60s, in the 60s. And in the 70s, when I was a kid, 
um, you would have reruns during winter break. You'd have two mm-hmm. reruns, you know, Christmas and New Year's. You'd have Easter, you know, spring break, there'd be a rerun. There'd probably be a rerun Mother's Day. Um, there would probably, there would be a rerun um, if it was a Sunday night and it was the Academy Award. You know, there'd be like specials. And they mm-hmm. would be, yeah, it would be for special reasons. There's a little preemption. But other than yeah. that. Well, a lot of big shows now, too, keep in mind, do at least one two-hour block a year as well, which, and some of them do several double episode right. blocks. Right. So that makes even more reruns. Right. So, you know, you don't have enough episodes. So you don't mm-hmm. have enough episodes to fill, even begin to fill. Right. So mm-hmm. what happens is with a show like Once is you get this narrative arc going and then all of a sudden, boom, you, and I was kind of looking since December. There were like two episodes. I think there was, there was one episode in December, two episodes in Jan- January, I think. I, I put this in yep. my article. No, nope, you're right. Two episodes in January, two episodes in February. in February. I think there were more than two. There were four episodes in February. But since then, there have only been two episodes. And mm-hmm. one in March and one in April. And um, that's pretty typical across all the shows. Yeah, and there's no way, and it's fine if it's a procedural. Yeah, elementary can handle it. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's a different problem with elementary, and I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I didn't write about that. I started to put stuff about elementary in there, but I I didn't uh, because I fe- felt it was like a different gripe. Um, I was in a really ranty mood this morning. Um, and, but what happens is um, you just you lose it. You lose the thread. It's gone. All that, yeah. all that, you know, all that tension gets built up. And then, so if you've got a procedural where everything's self-contained, fantastic. You know, so what if you're on the air and then off the air and then who cares? But if you've got a show that's dependent on uh, remembering what happened three weeks ago. You're screwed, you know? Yeah. It really screws up. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing is this. Like, I I would prefer, I like how they do, for instance, good example is Walking Dead. They came back, they did 12 episodes, boom, 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 you're done. I would prefer if they, instead of coming back in September, just just either either come back full on and you're going to do, you know, almost the entire season. I would rather they just do from January to May and run the full season. The thing is, the problem that I have twenty four did that, right? Yeah. Yeah, twenty four. Exactly. Thank you. And it was great because it's 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 a serialized. It's like there's mythology going all around it. The, right. There's so many. Um, like I, I totally. I was glad that they did the recap because I had forgotten quite a bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. As far as the earlier part of the season. Right. And if it, it just it, it ruins the momentum, and that is yeah. the same thing. Like, and I want to say briefly, web series. That's why these web series are so so. They do seven or eight or nine episodes all in a row. Right. You know, and they come to a conclusion, and they're done. And I mean, like. Right. But a lot of those. Yeah. But a lot of those. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I thought, you know, it's the same thing. And I have a show like this because it was the same thing when Lost was on. I right. would get so frustrated because right. there was so many breaks, and you were like, okay, what the hell is going on yeah, now? It, what was it? It breaks, it breaks the well, moment. That's why, that's why Lost halfway through its run stopped doing that. They started doing 16-episode seasons, and they would only run them once a year. Right. Yeah, which is what I think they need Can't to do, do with Once Upon so, a Time, as much as I, you know, it's just too hard. So what happens then, so... So I proposed in my article, so everybody go read the article, guys. Um, I did. It was great. <laughs> thank you. You know, it's sometimes my first draft articles end up being the best. I actually, that went from my pen to the site. Uh, it did not pass. My articles don't pass the editor's pen. Um, I have, I, I don't have to go through an editor. So I just, it went from my pen to the site, like, automatically. Oh, see, somebody mentioning house. Yes. Okay. So I was just going to actually talk about House. Thank you, Katie. Um, see, my Twitter's open because I know now people tweet more than they type <laughs> stuff into the chat room. Um, that's right. House had a lot of hiatuses too, but um, the you could always rely that the really, except for the first 
two, except for the first three seasons, where you really, the the, the show was really, really, you, you couldn't really, well, I take that back. First season was a lot of, was a lot of standalones. Second season was a lot of standalones. It didn't matter. By the third season, you really had the narrative going. Um, the, the first season had several, but they had several stories. They had multi-arc, multi-episode arcs. So instead of a full season arc, you had the Tritter arc, you know, where House was in trouble with with drug fraud. Or you had the beginning of the season. The season three is a perfect example of House. See, the beginning arc where House had had this surgery, he was shot, and now, you know, is the pain coming back? And there was this whole, I think it was four-episode arc. And then you went right from that where it, by the time we hit to episode four in third season, House's pain was back, he's having a really hard time. Boom, the end of the, in, in episode five, he gets arrested. And then that went on through um through uh like January and even though there was a, a hiatus in there that that got you know that that actually went on too long and was affected by a long hiatus um Katie's saying house's head in Wilson's heart but that was season four and that was a two episode uh, two episodes written by the same writers at the very end of the season. Those end-of-the-season episodes, this is what I was going to say about House and about uh, some other shows like that, is that um, they started somewhere along the line, and and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that um, they reserved those character arc, those ongoing storylines for sweeps. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right, because you knew, yeah. oh, that 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 arc was going to draw out until it got to February or May, uh, you know, the, November, you know, whatever it was. Those episodes that were going to be like, wham, were always during the sweeps. So mm-hmm. that right. worked pretty well with a show like House, where, okay, so you have standalones, but they're not really standalones because. Things happen in those standalones that give you insight into House or insight mm-hmm. into House's relationship with Wilson or House's right. relationship with Cameron or House's relationship with Cuddy. So you have those. And, and at the end, actually, at the end of season five, you if you missed any of the last six episodes, which were aired consecutive weeks, you right. know, from the time Cutner kills himself in, in season five, all the way through the end of season five, you can't really take one of those episodes out. That was like a little novel, you know, um, right? Sort of. But so but now I want to now I want to get to elementary. There's another problem with ele- th- th- this whole thing is like really got me bothered. <laughs> you can tell. Can you tell. Yeah, um, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So in elementary, and you know, I'm kind of been on a soapbox about elementary also, um, because I have felt as, as much promise as the show has ha- had at the beginning of the season, and I loved it. You guys knew. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Rob Doherty. Uh, I had such a great time talking with him. Um, I was really pumped that Peter Blake and Liz Friedman were writing for the show. And I, um, all of a sudden, that were in November, they had, you know, toward November, and and they actually didn't have a hiatus issue um, because they actually ran all the way through December. I was actually surprised at how many episodes they aired into December and into January and into February. And then, boom, the episodes stopped in February. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And we've had two episodes. Since February 21st, I think there have only been two new episodes, or maybe there have been more than that. But but they've all been um, crime of the week. They've all been murder of the week, right? It's CBS. You know, you had you had that incredible episode M. I mean, what mm-hmm. an incredible episode that was, mm-hmm. um, where you know Sherlock meets who he thinks is Moriarty, but turns out not to be. And he actually treads into, and I still, that, that episode, I've watched it a few times, 
that episode really skates very close to Dexter territory to me. You know? I love Dexter. Yeah. And because it, it really, you know, it really you get this wham because the emotional impact of what, what Holmes was doing, I mean, torturing this guy, really. Mm-hmm. He was planning on torturing mm-hmm. him and then murdering him. And right. you don't get there with a primetime character on network mm-hmm. TV, ever. But yeah, that's what's true. happened since then, where has been the impact? Oh, they're, they're saving it for May Sweeps. Of I mean, course they are. They're but bringing more Hardy back for May Sweeps. They just cast Irene Adler, wonderful uh, yes, actress. Yes, yes. Um, they have cast um, blah blah blah. Um, they have from cast the, Anne Boleyn <laughs> from the Tudors and Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't remember her name right now, but she's great. Yes, yes. They have. Uh, they have. It's like I was thinking. Okay, so they because Once Upon a Time has Mary Tudor. <laughs> Right. Yes, it does. In. How interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah. So of course it's going to all play out, and you know we know that. So, but it bothers. And those episodes are going to be great. So just skip the other ones till we get there. <laughs> they're going to be phenomenal. I know they're mm-hmm. going to be phenomenal. But what happens in between? It's like what they they totally forget the narrative thread and it really mm-hmm. bugs me as a writer. They used to do that on um they never one of the great things about house and it's this is I maybe that and I'm just thinking about this. Maybe what made house such a great show was that even when they had standalone episodes you almost always except for the last two seasons because the last two seasons, in my opinion, were not quite as good as the first six. Um, but the first six seasons, even if you had a standalone episode, 75 to 80% of the time, you walked away from that episode knowing a little bit more about House. There were no inconsistencies in the character. He was his his ethical code was consistent from the pilot to the end. When it got inconsistent was in the last season, uh, the final season. But right. even and that's why, up, it was, wow, that's why it was the final season. I think. Too. <laughs> I think so, and I think everybody expected it to be the final season. I, I I don't think there were there were too many people who didn't, including the writing the writers and and the actors. And I think everyone was kind of like, we need to end this. Um, but, but that was what I think made house so special and maybe that's what it was. And and I think this just occurred to me like within the last five seconds is that's what was different about that show. No matter how many hiatuses it had and as infuriating as it was, even in those episodes, you still found something else, found there was something new added to that onion that was house that, you know, peel back the layers. The big peelings, the devastating episodes, the ones that just sort of like, oh my God, were during sweep. And in and and in elementary, they're free, they free, they used to do this. Chris Carter did this in the X Files all the time. He mm-hmm. would save up the um, you know, he have these big mythology episodes yeah. in November, February, and May. Right. And the rest and of the time were the you know monster of the week. And everything that we know about Fox Mulder and his obsession about his sister and the undercurrent of love between him and Scully. No, I was not a mm-hmm. shipper. I was an uster. I was uh, a shipper. I, I loved it. I was an uster. I was dying I was, for them to get together. I was, like, I, uh, you know, I was an uster. It was it was ust for me, unresolved sexual tension. I wrote a billion, <laughs> I wrote a billion X-Files fan fictions. And I never, ever, ever had them get together. Um, I was, oh I was, man, I was so mean. Um, so nice. Like, they just like just adorable together. together. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were great together. Um, so, but Chris Carter did this all the time, and it drove yeah. it drove the fans crazy because it would be they would have like amnesia. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wait, wait a second. I thought, you know, Scully, this this happened with Scully, and, you know, and this happened with Mulder, and it's like, wait, they forgot. You know, it's like, oh, they're yeah. off to another, yet another monster. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. 
they there were some seasons where they were better at it than others, but yeah. Anyway, so that really has ha, was on my mind today. You know, this morning before the the Boston uh, bombings, um, kind of, you know, blew me away a little in a different yeah. way. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so so that was kind of my thing. And, and Jerome, you did a, a piece today, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I published up on the site. Um, on genre switching in the middle yeah. of the, yeah you well, want to tell us yeah, about the, that sure the no, spark it, of that the spark of that is I was watching Glee and I try my darndest to stay away from any spoilers or anything so I really did go into the episode completely cold not knowing what was going on they flashed a little bit at the beginning that said you know this episode depicts school violence so I'm like it's Glee it's not going to be anything and about halfway through the episode, you know, they had their singing, they had their fun moments. All of a sudden, gunshots rang out in McKinley, yeah. the halls of McKinley High School. And for 10 full minutes, it was just the kids crying, scared to death, in the room. I mean, I had this cold, like, grip on my heart, and I could not move. Me I was too. just in shock and so upset about it. And then the whole thing turns out to be a misunderstanding. Nobody's actually hurt. You know, it was an accidental was, firing. Yeah, but but still, to take a, a show that's a lighthearted comedy, and it, it dips its toe in drama. I mean, they've done teen pregnancy, they've done a car wreck, but they never really get melodramatic and sappy. It's always a comedy at its heart. And right, you right. have this, like, ten minutes where you're just terrified um, for these characters right. that did not fit the mold of the show at all. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it was his, so weird. Yeah, when go I was, ahead. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. When I was reading your column, um, I was editing it this morning. I was like, you know, I was reading it along, and I was like, well, you know, MASH did stuff like that. And then, of course, you mentioned MASH. Yeah, but right. MASH was completely different because they started yeah. dropping in serious stuff from the beginning, right. and it got more and more serious as it went on, and it was never out of tone. It right. was always, I mean, it was in a war. Right. Yeah, I, right. I actually right. mentioned Here's... quite a few other show, uh, shows throughout the article. Right. Right. Yeah. So when so so that's that's disconcerting, of course. What, what well, I was surprised they went that? there. I, I I didn't expect it. I didn't have any clue. I didn't see anything about previews, nothing or whatever. I was like, oh my god, what are they doing? You know, and and it was just it was very yeah. I mean, I was like, my heart was <laughs> like, oh my god, are they gonna kill? I was worried, you know. Oh my god, are they gonna kill Mr. Shu? What's happening? And then. And then uh, one of the kids wanted to go out and take the hallway, and I'm just like, well, oh, my God. Well, because the girl he liked was in the bathroom, and she didn't have her phone, and he couldn't get to her. They had to, like, wrestle him down and be like, you're putting everyone's lives in danger. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, this is horrible. It was like, oh, my God, I could not believe it. And I know, I felt bad for Brittany. She's, like, all by herself. She's in the bathroom. She and was then... cr- the tears, her tears dripping into the toilet. It was, yeah. and then when he finds her and all the stalls open and all the kids come out. I'm yeah. Just, I, I mean, like, it was uh, really, really rough. And and granted, it was a fantastic hour of television. It was extremely well done. They actually wrote it into the story in a way that made sense without getting too cheesy. It yeah, was just it not the tone you're used to from the show. So, and I still haven't read my review of the episode. I've watched it twice. Second time yeah. did not have anywhere near the same effect. But, you know, and I'm pondering it. But, I, I mean, and they had a purpose. I mean, school shootings do come out of nowhere. They are this thing that changes everybody's world, but I, I just don't know that that's right for a show that's such a lively yeah. thing. I mean, parents watch it with their kids for it to go into that territory like that. Well, especially after the Sandy Elementary shooting, and then also I was talking to Barbara a little bit beforehand. Yeah, I mean, the Columbine, Columbine it's the anniversary right. of Columbine mm-hmm. shooting, too. So Which I was surprised that they even the went there with that. It, it might have been the, you know, that might have been the, 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 yeah, they did it because of Sandy Hook. They started writing it oh, right okay. after Sandy Hook. Okay. Sandy Hook. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a jarring thing to do. Um, was was the issue of it? You know, was it that particular that they they made it so intense? Was that what what it was, or was it you know that shows it, really shouldn't so, like switch into that some, context in it some in some sense? I mean. Like, I didn't see that coming at all. I, but I, yeah. maybe maybe that was their point. And, again, I didn't see it. 
But maybe what that was the point was. Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it was good. Oh, it was intense, but I don't got know. It. I just didn't expect it at all. And then, got and then, it. I mean, and I knew it was Becky too. When when Sue caught to it, I'm like, oh no, they're getting rid of Sue, which means I guess she's off the show, which upsets me because she's, she's one of my not, favorite characters. She's she's not leaving the show. They'll the truth's going to come out and it'll get resolved. But as soon as tr- Sue confessed, you knew it was Becky. Yeah, it was totally. Obvious immediately, but and that's why it was. And the way Sue did it, I mean, Sue could have covered it up, and nobody would have ever found out it was Becky. I think Sue stepped forward because she saw the the loss of innocence and the fear yeah. that everyone was walking through the halls with, and I think she confessed to give everybody their lives back. You know. Yeah. So that they didn't. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Totally. The very noble self-sacrifice from a character. Who, I mean, it's always her best moments is when she goes into noble territory, which doesn't happen that often, but they're always right. good. But it's always, yeah, and it's and it's always a great moment for her. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, I love Sue Sylvester. She's, I mean, just all the zingers and everything. I mean, she just, I really miss the rivalry between him, her and Will. Like, I think that the first one, the first, really the first two seasons were, like, just so great in that respect, and then it just kind of, hasn't been as exciting without that rivalry, but, <laughs> but you I know. I like that she's softened and become friends, but, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. So so I want to bring it back to my original kind of thing, kind of wrap sure. that up, and I realized I never got around to my point. <laughs> sure. Oops, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay, that I, that I never got around to the point of why I wrote the rant or what I proposed. What I proposed it was clear what, why I wrote it but I was actually quite positive at the end. And what I proposed was um, that um, U.S. TV, network TV, adopt what either the cable channels or British TV does, and that is much shorter seasons. Do the 22 episodes. Please do the 22 episodes. But do them 11 with their own arc, and then do another 11. 11. On the back end, or, with their or just have a fall season and a spring season. Well, yeah, that's that what I mean. That extends into the yeah, summer more. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. fall I season mean, that runs from September to December. Making it in August to August to December. I mean, squeeze yeah. twenty-two episodes in the fall, have a different slate of shows for the spring. Oh, right. Well, you know what? I I actually don't like that. You know why I don't like that? Because I'm an old-fashioned girl. I like. I don't want my shows to go away. I, I, really, you know, I really, I really don't like that I have to wait a year for Game of Thrones. Or well, Walking Dead's the worst. They give you eight hours at a time and then take it away. Yeah, I know. But and, and, in the fall, in the spring, ugh. You know, I, I would like actually like eleven and eleven. Mm-hmm. Take December, January, February off and um, air something else. You know, I think once upon a time, I think Kitsis and Horowitz, are their plan for Wonderland or whatever the show is going to be, Mm -hmm. sort of trying to address that, I think. Yeah, and then they have 35 hours instead of 22, so. Yeah, 35 hours to go along, and and what, how long did I say at the beginning of the show? 37. 37. So yeah. if you have a couple two hours, I mean, if they yeah. take four weeks off between September and May, and there will be weeks for like Christmas or whatever, that works yeah. well. Yeah, it works really, really well. But what they should do is not just, you know, peter off at the end of the fall season. They should actually have, okay, this is our mini cliffhanger, or not, you know, necessarily cliffhanger, but our resolution to. This particular um, season three of... A, you know, and then yeah. one and and then we're going to do season three B. You know, I'm kind of yeah. I'm a I'm a Virgo. I like things organized, but you should see my house. It's not. <laughs> um, oh my brain, gosh, <laughs> my brain is organized that like a Virgo. My total my brain is completely organized like a Virgo. Um, so you know, I, I that was kind of my conclusion. I mean, the Brit, you know, British TV, the seasons are much shorter. Um, and they are all completely written before they shoot frame one. Um, You know, they know exactly how it's going to be plotted out. 
Um, and I think there's something to be said for that as well. So see, that- here's the here's the issue with that though, and I mean you've got a great point for the serial shows, and I completely agree with you. And I'm somebody that mostly only watches serial shows, but they've discovered that American television audiences, many of them, just want the hour and they're done. I mean, this is why NCIS like tops the charts. This is why, I mean, the the television season caters to the most popular shows and our stuff gets stuck back because a lot of people just won't watch serial shows or they'll only watch it when they can get it on DVD or Netflix and stream 20 episodes at a time. So which, which interestingly enough is probably why I only watch a handful of shows on a regular basis. (laughs) There's lots of good serials out there, especially when you bring in the cable networks. I mean, I watch almost no procedurals. I basically watch serials. I do, too. Yeah, um, me, too. I watch all serials. Are you kidding? I I, I mean, I'm a serial. Well, I watch soap operas, so there you go. I watch general. So there you go. But, but, you know, it's just, I mean, I can't, I love all those those shows that have the mythology and the, and the continuing storylines that are going through, mm-hmm. you know, year after year and, um, I don't know. I just film. I don't know why. I, I just love it. It just it brings more depth to the show. It I does. Mean, well, yeah. You know, and it's, right. It's. <laughs> I think what I think what it is, is it's a difference between reading a bunch of um, really short like articles and reading a novel. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, wait, Barbara. You're gonna put us out of business. Short articles are great. Yes, they are. Well, you know, my articles are never short. <laughs> well, well, I thought mine had to be like four or five pages, I realized. I, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. You know, yeah. I don't okay, realize I'm it. You guys, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, yay. Alert. Okay. Okay. So everybody should kind of watch for big, cool, cool – I, I cannot say anything about them. But very cool, big, fantastic, beautiful things are going to be happening at Blog Critics. So keep posted. I will, Chrissy Chrissy and Jerome, I will, I will tell you off air what those are. Okay. Um, Anyone that would like to uh, send um, PayPal payments to my email address can buy their way into the secrets as well. (laughs) Speaking as the executive editor of blog critics, um, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it, we've been working on this. We've been, we've been working on this for about a year, over, well over a year. And, um, we're going to be launching, uh, relaunch, not relaunching because the site's not out. It's, it's fine, but we're going to be, um, launching the new site with probably well I can't even say that but soon keep keep posted keep your eyes on blogcritics.org keep your, and keep your uh, eyes peeled keep your eyes peeled um so that'll be really cool so um but yeah so you were talking about yes how many pages but my average um my average episode commentary is like 1500 words my house episode commentaries would often <laughs> run 24 2500 words um, there's just not as much to say with Once Upon a Time, but um, sometimes there is. Um, well, you know, once you get going, you just don't realize, and then it's yeah. just kind of like, okay, keep going. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but, yeah, so all right, let's talk about Once Upon a Time is back Sunday. Yay, Yay! finally. Clapping <gasps> noise, woo-hoo. God, so it's been happy. a long time. I, 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 I just didn't realize how much I was missing it until I saw it last night. Like, I know, uh, I know, and you know what? I'm I've been keeping my eyes peeled, um, as it were, on uh, the ABC Media Net site. Um, oh, cool! For anything that's you know, and there's nothing, 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 um, nothing new today. Um, I'm actually refreshing it because sometimes I'll do something at night. Now, I was kind of hoping sure, because it's coming back after a while. Um, yeah, they, they should might, be like. They might, post, the... they might post a um, like a screener or something, but I'm not. They haven't yet. Now sure. it's only Monday, so it's very possible that they'll post it um, tomorrow or Wednesday if they're going to do it. It'll be by by Wednesday. So um, they often do that with some of the bigger impact episodes. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, Betsy's saying I don't think Ron Bell is very high on their priority list. Nope. You know, they made a yeah. really, I, 
kind of a shame. And um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know they made a very big deal of Emily DeRavin coming onto the show. Right. And I don't know why. I mean, Rumple Rumple is a key character on the show. I mean, there's no question. Mm-hmm. He is agreed. He is maybe with the exception of, you know, Emma and Snow. Yeah. I think he and, and Regina. Of the male characters, I think he is probably the most critical character of the male characters. I agree. And so he's, you know, in the in the in the ser- in the show last night, there was a lot of rumple. There was a lot. Yeah, but of it rumple. was. But it yeah, was. But it was with Cora. It was I was with like, Cora, what the hell? With Balefire, it was. Yeah. So, um. Where's so my I rumble? So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where it's going. Um, I do know that uh, where this leads um, for next season, I I don't know. Now, I read an interview with Robert Carlyle, and as, as far as the article said, the interview says, um, he knows about the new series. But as far as people saying, oh, maybe, you know, it's it, it, he's going to, He's going to take a trip to Wonderland. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think the main characters are going to do. There's no time. Do little if anything. There's no time. Yeah, I agree. They're, how are they going to do that? Um, so I don't know. I don't know. So I think Lacey is going to be. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I love the idea that Rumpel is again turning to David. Yes. He's done that before, and I think there's a reason for that. I think the why reason do think? why do I think? Well, I think he sees David in Snow. I think he sees Charming in Snow White is his ideal. Yeah. For mm-hmm. love, right? In order to make the potion for the curse, what did he, he had to need? take their true love? Right. He had. He took you know a hair, a uh, hair from David's cloak. Uh, you know, whatever it was, he, he, it was that true love. Mm-hmm. And um, so he sees, and then when he was having uh, relationship problems earlier in the season, right? who did yeah. he go to for help? He went to David. Yeah, that's true. So I, he, I thought that was cute, actually. <laughs> yes. oh, he's I like, you're asking me for, for dating advice? <laughs> and and, and he says, he's like, no, I, I, no. I'm not. No, no, I'm got, not doing that. He got nervous, you know. He got nervous. <laughs> it was cute. I love, I love when, I love when Rumpel gets all nervous. I really do. I think he's, he's yeah. quite adorable when he gets nervous yeah. uh, about stuff. Um, Agreed. Gold gets more nervous than Rumpel. Although Rumpel gets nervous, um, <laughs> but he, he doesn't let it show as much. Um, but I think it's kind of cool that he's going to David for uh, for help to, to do this. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. They, yeah, I think they could become pretty good friends. Um, mm-hmm. In the chat room, the thing is, he's actually offering himself, offering to put himself one down to David in order to restore Belle. That's I don't understand what that means. Um, can you yeah. hate yourself? He's Betsy? actually offering himself, offering to put himself one down to David in order. I don't, I don't understand. Can you can you rephrase the the statement? She's typing. She's typing. She's typing. She's typing. What is it? What? A favor. Oh, I see. A favor. So um, he's offering himself. Maybe he's offering to do a favor for David. Um, oh, maybe. A deal. He feels like he's he's maybe having to bet. Oh, he's telling David that he will owe him a favor. Ah. Oh. Okay. So that he's willing to sort of put himself out there. Well, that's something I, you know, because he's desperate. Gold you know, would do that. why would Gold do that? Why would Gold do that? Because he's just because he's desperate. You know, he's right. really desperate. Um the thing with Gold is he that. every single move, everything he does though, it's 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 for towards some goal of his. I mean, yeah. every single action that he's made since, you know, day 1 really has been, yeah. you know, he's always had some kind of motive behind. He's yeah. trying to get from A to Z, basically. And what does well, he have yeah. to? Yeah, I mean the whole you know. curse. 
This is a man with yeah, great exactly. He's also got an incredible amount of patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's willing well, to wait. I was thinking that, too, because I'm like, oh, my God, like how many years did he wait to get together with Bay? That yep. was, <laughs> you know, when you look at the big thing, it's like, oh, my God. Hundreds, hundreds of years. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, um, which is kind of cool. It's, you know, it's it's patience. It's love. Um, mm-hmm. but, but now he's, you know, he's, he is desperate to get Belle back, to get her memory back. And I am yes. really, I can't wait to see, and then Robin Hood, you know, we have Robin Hood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see the Robin Hood thing. I love Robin Hood. That, That's like one of my I favorite just, stories okay, ever. Okay, so, all right, fa- what's your favorite Robin Hood telling ever? Movies, TV, doesn't matter. Well, I like, well, I like the Kevin Costner Robin Hood oh. movie. His accent was awful, though, I will say. But I think, okay, so this is my thing. Kevin <laughs> Costner is great. He was great in the, in the you know, Hatfields and McCoys. He was brilliant. Yeah. He's wonderful in every baseball movie he's ever done. True. <laughs> Field of Dreams. I uh, love that. Oh, my God. Well, what about um, Dances with Wolves? Hello. Dances with Wolves. I mean, he, Playing an Americana kind of character, he's great. Perfect. Alan Rickman stole that movie. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I liked it. I was just so enthralled with the whole. He is in Dick Van Dyke in in Mary Poppins territory. (laughs) As far as that accent, oh my God. Mary Poppins territory. (laughs) I love that. Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins territory. Territory, yes, indeed. Oh, um, I guess I, I don't know. I love okay. You. My favorite Robin Hood. I would have to say I have two of them. One is the original with Errol Flynn. To oh, me, yeah, Errol like Flynn, it. Olivia de Havilland. It's the music. Just even the music was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then I liked Sean Connery uh, in uh, and 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 was it? Who was in it with him? Um, Robin and Marion. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, Sean Connery. Was, was that Audrey Hepburn? I don't remember. But that was a great movie too. I really. But but uh, every time that that original Robin Hood is on with Errol Flynn on TV, I have to watch it. I just have to watch it. I just. I was a big Errol Flynn fan. I mean, obviously, long before I was born. I'm not that old guy. <laughs> long, long. Long, long, long before I was. Born. Oh, I like my Kevin Costner moment. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's well, interesting that Sean Robin Hood because his son also played Robin Hood. Yes, right. Oh, I that's have something true. I forgot about that. Right, did Jason? Jason played Robin Hood. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, Robin. So Robin, it should be fun because I Robin Hood is one of my favorite, uh, favorite. Characters of all time. Yeah. yeah, I love Robin Hood. Robin Hood is is one of those you know great sort of bad guy, good guys. Um, yeah, you know, I can just be love the, and I like the way that he, you know, it's like for the good of the people, you know, doing he, the right thing, from the rich, yeah, doing the right thing, steal from the rich right. to give to the poor. I love that. It's yeah. class kind of warfare. Like, class warfare. Class there warfare. you go. Social commentary. Exactly. 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 Absolutely. Robin Hood as social commentary would make a great dissertation. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. Um, so yeah. So I'm I'm kind of curious as to Rumple and uh, Rumple and uh, Robin Hood. Where, how that goes. Do you guys think that when he when when um, Gold made the call to Bell, do you think she remembered anything? I mean, that's what I was kind of hoping maybe she remembered something. I would have bet anything that that she did. That incredible call. That was the best ever. Would have triggered something. And, and see, I think that's, and we really haven't had much in the way of episodes since then, have we? Um, No, no. It was like that that kind of left us. We don't know the impact of that. We really don't. And um, so I'm hoping that that call is where it starts, where we start yes, this episode. I want, it, see, that was the problem with the hiatus and why I thought it was a mistake not to address that mm-hmm. in last night's show was because I think that next episode, this is going to be really important. Yeah. 
that, you know, that was that one, there was one scene and that was a really important scene for that relationship. It was a very I think it was important. So, I mean, we have gotten important scenes though when we do get them together, which is, which I think is very we do. cool. We do. And, and I, would, I, would, I would disagree with those who say we've got no Bell Rumpel this year. We have. Oh, yeah. I disagree we, with that. We've had some really good ones, good things. Uh, they're just, just they've been they've been short and sporadic, yeah. and so you know we're almost out of time, guys. Oh my god, that went quick. Last two seconds. <laughs> I know it went really really fast. Um, so um, thank you, and you know it's like I'm gonna go back and and watch my TV to find out what's going on, uh, with the investigation with the yeah, bombing, and you now our hearts and prayers. I'm sure I can speak for the two of you. Our hearts yes. and prayers are with the people of Boston and the victims of tonight's bombing. Yes. So I will Definitely. see you all. We'll see you guys next week. Hopefully you'll come back on. We can talk about a house, oh, house episode. We can talk about a one episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks, Barbara. All right. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye. Have a good, good one. Night. Bye, everyone. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.